Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this week's episode, I, Aaron, and Kevin are talking about property. That's a good word. That we are God's property. It's a the theme that I preached on this past week. And so in this conversation, we talk about it some more and the practical implications of what it means to be God's property. As always, we hope you've enjoyed Howdy ho, neighbor. Well, hey there. <laughs> you sound like Wilson. Yeah, I you remember Wilson? Wilson? I, I was a big fan of Home Improvement. That that is that's like my era of TV. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yeah. Uh, actually, when I was in junior high, I don't know if you remember. This is this, sorry, listeners, if you don't care about this, but <laughs> Home Improvement trivia. Uh-huh. The oldest son's name. Oh boy. Oh no, I'm not gonna remember uh, it. Like, Brad. Okay, Brad. Brad. I can uh, picture him, blonde, blonde fella, style. parted in the center. Yeah. Well, so it was, it was long, it was long hair. Yep. Like down to you know below his ears. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, parted down the middle. But then he could pull it back into a ponytail, and then the sides were buzzed tight. Uh, so like all the hair was coming from the top of his head, and then uh-huh. it buzzed all the way around. So I was working on that hairstyle. No so, kidding. Yeah, I had, I mean, my hair was down below my ears, mm-hmm. parted on the middle, shaved super tight on the sides. I was trying to get it long enough to be able to put it all on a ponytail and have that, like, tight buzz. And uh, I think by the time that my hair was long enough to do that, it was pretty much out of style. Oh, no. I was going to say, man, if you could have, that, that was, like, the look. Yeah. It's I like... had, I mean, <clears throat> I went to a Christian music festival where they had a, a, a hair braiding booth. I still remember I paid $13, which was a lot of money to me at the time, Yeah. to get, I don't know how many, like a hundred braids with beads at the bottom. So I had this picture of me with all these like little braids all around and then really? that shaved hair underneath. It looked pretty cool. That's like the hippiest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I was at a music festival and I got my hair braided. <laughs> with beads. Like, there you go. Learn something new every day. <laughs> Who are those, those boys though? They're brothers in real life, aren't they? Those... Is no. it Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Wait, what is the the actors' yeah. names? Are no, those? they're not brothers. No? no, weren't they in a bunch of like shows and movies together though? I don't think so. Jumping You're ship. You're thinking of Hanson. No, I'm not thinking. That's a band. <laughs> I know. I know that band. Well, uh, anyways, no, 90s trivia. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about my baseball cards, maybe. I'm glad you asked. Glad you mentioned <laughs> it. I brought some of my own. Oh, I, I, now these, prepared. I didn't. You know. I don't have these in a case or anything. If you're listening and not watching, is that signed Michael Jordan? These are I have signed Michael Jordan basketball cards. Not one, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 95, 95. I don't know where 94 went or why I have two 95s. Where did you get those? And I went rummaging through my own box. I know. Uh, but like originally? Get, yeah. How did you get them signed? I almost got the whole collection. Are those actually signed by him or did they just have his print on them? Uh, they're, they, like, did you go up to Michael Jordan with this card and he signed it while you were holding it? Well, you know what? I'm, is that number 11 of 12? Yeah. You know, that kind of shows maybe the problem with these because you remember how that there was two 95s in there? Yeah. Well, they, they, they thought... 
They, that's an actual type error, I guess, on the card. That means it's worth more. Ones with errors. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, we I'm get, not kidding you. We, we got to check this out, man. Okay, so the real story is I got these from a kid named Chris Dewsdeeker. Uh, he was in my youth group growing up. Uh, a funny guy, Deuce, if you're watching. Love you, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Deuce is hilarious. But he was, he was a big sports fan, and he collected cards, and one day he just gave me all these. So I did not get them personally signed. Um, and also, they look to be... Uh, a print. I don't think. I don't think Chris got them actually signed by Michael Jordan. I don't know, man. Pretty sweet, though, huh? We'll, Google it. We'll Google it. We'll Google it. I haven't really. I say two bucks. I'll take it. <laughs> Each. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> for the whole stack, that's too cheap for my blood. I, I found in my album. I had a. I had a Michael Jordan baseball card. Oh, that's gotta the, be. He took a break and went and tried to play Major League Baseball. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's got to be worth something. I would have thought, no? That was like a buck. No kidding. Or less. And then from that spawned one of the greatest movies of all time. What? Space Jam. Because that's the whole point. He's playing baseball at the beginning of that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he's got to go back and play basketball down with the Monstars. Oh, wow. Yeah, anyways. (laughs) Should we keep going on 90s? (laughs) I could go so for a while. Those, you brought those cards. <laughs> Why did you bring those? Well, they were just in my... So I, I've been rummaging through boxes of my own uh, at, at the house. We've been cleaning yeah. up as well. It's kind of interesting timing because okay. I know you got you have been too. And uh, yeah, these uh, this stack, I just laughed. I chuckled last night as I was going through it. It was mostly other, I mean, letters from people, wedding invites, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And then this stack of... And I didn't collect like those are these are that you're looking at my entire collection of any sports car. That's not something I really did. So yeah, it was a time. The timing was was uh, something. So well, so we talked. Yeah, so we talked on Sunday about property. I preached that sermon that we are God's property. And I used baseball cards. My baseball card collection as it as a demonstration of something that. Unfortunately, doesn't really have any monetary value. I thought <laughs> I thought that it probably had more monetary value, and it mm. it just doesn't really. But you know, so we talk about property and the the value or the purpose of those things belongs to me as the owner. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious. Like, uh, well, I should just be totally honest too. The baseball cards that was just an idea. Obviously, those are not. It's not my most treasured possession. possession. Sure, sure. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't actually. Yeah. What is your most treasured possession? It's a good question. I know mine. I'll tell you mine. I think. Or unless you got one. I was trying to think like, what would I be most bummed about if, mm. it, if I didn't have it? Uh, so I don't. I don't get too attached to much of anything. I think it. Uh, I think at this point, it probably would be my guitar. That's what. That's what I was wondering. That's where uh, my mind went. Yeah. Yeah. So either actually either either one I have this one that's sitting in the corner of my office I gotta bring that one home because that's the uh, the one I got when I was in fifth grade and I learned none and my daughter's in fifth grade now and she's a little bit interested in, in guitar yeah. we have other ones at home but I thought it'd be cool for her to play to, on to the play same. the one that I uh, that I learned to play on that's cool uh, but then my other one that I, I play at church I've had uh, since since college and just I don't know hmm. it's just been part of my life for a while I guess. And I use it a lot, I think, as part of the deal. I don't know. Other like material things for me, it's sort of just like I don't know. I don't I don't really have attachments to stuff too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, what's yours? For me, Dominion. 
Uh, Dominion is a card game, uh, a deck building card game uh, with several expansions. I think there's 14 expansions now. I have 13 of them, so I'm one expansion short. Uh, I was really proud because I, I, I had them all at one point, you know, and then sure. they came out with another one, yeah. which it was at, you know, at the same time, like, yay, and also like, oh no, more money to spend uh, on something. Actually, I don't spend money, though. It's just the Christmas gift I get every time, or birthday gift, uh-huh. depending on when they come out. Um, and I, <clears throat> so... I can remember a time when uh, it was hard for me to like let other people borrow, you know, I'd be like nervous uh, about sh- like sharing yeah. or depending on like how people's, you know, like, I don't know, people eating Cheetos or something yeah. and playing. It's like, oh, come on, guys, <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. Um, so like we definitely like you, it, it's interesting that we can get attached to material things, you know? Yeah, for sure. I've heard that kind of idea, like, you know, do you possess your possessions or mm. do they possess you, right? Well, that was the thing. Yeah, just recently I, I lent my guitar out to a, a student organization group for an event. And that was, uh, I had never done that before. And it was people that I didn't even, I didn't even like know them or know like, how respectful they would be of my stuff. I was just like, I'm going to do it. Do it. It was fine. It all worked out. Mm. But mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it was interesting. You mentioned so Dominion. You've never even paid any money for that yourself. It's just been. Uh, I, I mean, some of them along the way, but for the most part, no. For the most part, it's just gifts. So I, I brought, I brought this up at dinner last night to my kids. I was asking them uh, about, like, about Sunday school and that kind of stuff because. One of our goals is to do the kind of ministry in sync so that the kids are learning the same thing that we're teaching and so maybe they're hearing stuff and it seemed to mm. seemed to work at least for the first week um, but i I asked the kids what's what what's like the favorite thing that they own uh, and and they went around and and somebody I forget one of the kids mentioned something and then corrected themselves and said, "Oh, that doesn't count." Uh, because I got that for a gift and I said I think what you get given as a gift is is still your property mm-hmm. and my, my kids all they all gamed up on me and they're like no you said in your sermon that if it's a gift it doesn't count and I was like I don't I I'm pretty sure that's not in there that. they're like no you did you said you had to spend money on something for it to be your property and I was like it's interesting what, what people I, for mm. one, I was grateful they were listening. Mm-hmm. I think what they, I, I, I know for a fact, I, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to argue with my kids, but <laughs> I know for a fact I didn't, I didn't specifically say if you get something for a gift, but I only, I only emphasized, have you ever paid money for something? Mm. So mm-hmm. maybe they just That's... inferred like, well, you know, only paying money for something. Long story short, do you think that things that you got for a gift are are yours absolutely okay. absolutely because if then if not then it wasn't a gift right yeah yeah well whose would it be exactly the yeah. person yeah, yeah the person who bought it exactly right right but no it's the beauty of a gift it is yours it is yours we could make a christian connection there too then right i mean so like what what god what, what god gives us in christ is is a gift so mm-hmm. salvation mm-hmm. is yours yeah because he gave it to you Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of neat to think about God in that way, too. I mean, even thinking about 
just life in general, right? Like, as we would say that our, our house, our home, our family, the government, the weather, like all these things are gifts from God, yeah. right? And it's it's really interesting. Like, God is, <laughs> it's pretty neat that <laughs> that he, he's not like, He's not like a chess player moving the pawns on the board. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like a master puppeteer who's controlling us all to do exactly what he wants to do. Like, that's not what it means for God's will to be done. That's right. not the way he, he brings it about, right? It's pretty neat that he actually gives us all property. Or he gives us, like, you know, agency to be able to choose what we do with the things that he kind of bestows upon us. Yeah. I mean, that's a good... That's a good father, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's like giving your guitar out to, uh, you know, those guys. Yeah. In, in a way, uh, it's like, that's not easy. It's, it's like, this matters to me. This is important. <laughs> this is, you know, something I really care about. And yet, I'm going to entrust it to you, you know, kind of that show of, uh, of good faith. Mm-hmm. And to think, um, you know, I mean, I think John 1, which we read in worship, talks right about that, right? Like, God gave his son, like Jesus came to his own people, mm-hmm. you know, like he gave himself. Yeah. And uh, that's a pretty strong show of good faith. Right. You know, and right. the verse, you know, kind of ends on a downer note yeah. if you keep reading it. <laughs> but anyway, kind of back to the back to the topic of property, though, had before before this sermon and this you know kind of us collectively preparing for the sermon series and choosing these these words we're going to be preaching on hmm. had had you really considered much that that you're God's property or that that that's like a good news hmm. type word I think it's like in general it's just it's not a common way of thinking about ourselves our relationship to God you know like we call God father we call Jesus Lord, you know. Um, maybe you think of God as a friend, you know, someone who knows me intimately. Uh, but to think of myself as property, in some ways it feels very archaic, you know. Like, like you're a slave or something like Or like, like, like people will sometimes, you know, in like a derogatory way, mostly a joking way, speak about like their spouses in that kind of a sense. Oh. You know, you're now my property type of a oh, thing, okay. you know. Yeah. You know? Uh, I suppose you could do the same thing for children. Like, yeah, they're, they're my property type of a thing. Like it seems objectifying, you know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I don't think it's really a common way to, to think about um, ourselves in relation to God. Um, and yet, it kind of has some neat connections. I mean, that's part of this whole sermon series, right, is to get other, the gospel is like this diamond and there's all sorts of beauty to it and one metaphor doesn't normally give you the full scope. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, it's kind of, it was interesting to think about property. Um, for me, especially thinking about that idea of purpose. Um, because that is something that, you mentioned it, like a lot of people have talked to you that they've struggled with it in their life. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I guess there's probably some people out there who just like kind of knew, you know, right from the get-go. Like I've met some people who just were very convicted at an early age, like this is what I'm going to be. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. But it hasn't been my experience. And, uh, but being connected to God or being his property, um, that does give you like a trajectory for your life that without God, well, it'd be a little, a little more aimless. You'd, it'd be, you would have to determine your own ends, right? Yeah. Like, what am I striving for? What am I doing? Yeah. Um, but to be God's property, um, in that sense, isn't derogatory at all. It's like, oh, oh I was designed for something. Yeah. Like, there's a reason I'm here on this earth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like intentionality went behind my creation. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's kind of a cool concept. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a, you ever seen the movie iRobot? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ah, I don't know. Will Smith? I was going to say, is that Will Smith? Yeah, I don't Will know Smith. I Shia LaBeouf. So, premise is there's a robot uprising, you know, the, it's that classic idea, right? The machine's first man. But there's one robot named Sonny who uh, helps the humans. I don't know, he's like some different design or whatever. Um, but basically, after the whole war ends, this robot comes to Will Smith and is like, you know, what do I do now? Like, that, now that my purpose for being designed is, you know, done or whatever, and, and Will Smith says something like, well, I guess that's what it means to be free, you know? Mm. And that's like the world's idea of freedom is like no limitless, yeah. limitless options, limitless choice. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But actually, a lot of times this is really frustrating in life. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, um, you can get kind of worked up or wonder about your purpose or feel very misdirected and misguided or, or choose some paths that just really aren't great. Yeah. But a life that actually has kind of an arc, like, hey, here's the destination, here's the path. You know, like if I go on a road trip, it's nice to know where you're going. Yeah. I've kind of always wanted to do one of those road trips where you just like, oh, we'll just, we'll just figure it out on the way. <laughs> but I have a feeling it would probably not go as well as I dream <laughs> it up to go, right? And that's that same kind of idea, you know, about freedom. You know, real freedom is, is living into a good purpose, I think, you know? Yeah. I mean, like for a guitar, like, you know, a guitar could be a campfire if it wanted to be, <laughs> right? And throw it on the logs. Yeah. But that's not as beautiful as when it plays it, when it does what it's intended to do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I've learned to find in, in, in my life with God, I think. Mm. I think I, I spent some years maybe in my relationship with God, at, like a little bit at, at odds with him. I, th- I think in those years of maybe like I don't know, trying to find myself or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you know, cutting ties with, I don't mean, I, I was just like cutting ties with pa- my parents. I never cut ties with my parents. I've always, but like going out on my own, you know, yeah. going to college and whatever, where, where in, I don't know, in certain stages of life where it's like, I'm, um, you know, I'm trying to, trying to find my way. I don't really want anybody uh, telling me what to do, you know, like mm-hmm. dictating. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. so I think sometimes I felt at odds with God that way where it's like, uh, God doesn't really, he doesn't, I think I wanted to believe God doesn't tell me what to do. God mm. just loves me, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm just loved by God. Therefore I just, you know, need to, need to love other people. And that's the end of the story, you know? Mm. But I've re- that's that same idea of like freedom with no bounds is not really free. It's just mm-hmm. lost, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think like um, you know love with love with no bounds or with no purpose is is, is also like not not can get true messy. love. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, like to actually understand that 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 God that we belong again, like this property, like we belong to Him. That's a that's actually good, you know, because mm. I I I've felt it in my life as I shared in my sermon where there have been different friend groups or different like groups of people are just like ah, 
I don't know. I don't feel like I fit in there. You know, like mm, kind of, mm-hmm. and you try to like maybe make yourself fit or, or act a, a way a that's contrary way. to maybe God's way or your your core values to try to fit in, fit yourself in. You know, yep. even then, it's like, well, you know, now I've changed everything just to fit in, and yeah. Um, so I've had those moments in life, you know, but to know I actually belong to God, and because I belong to Him, uh, He's got purpose for me. And I can look to him. And then the, the, as, as we looked at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the, the purpose, and I believe this, our, our purpose in life is to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm-hmm. Or in other words, to, to proclaim Jesus, to live like Jesus yeah. in this world, to share his love and light with other people. Yeah, glorify um, God and what you do. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's in that's in everything, and mm-hmm. and, and everywhere. So, like, it doesn't just mean like if you're if you're struggling to find purpose at your you know at your desk job or whatever, mm-hmm. and um and and you know you're just like ah why am I here? It doesn't just mean you need to go into that place and just go cubicle to cubicle saying Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. And that's now your purpose at your right. desk job. But it means like you can go to that place with a different, like starting from the place of mm. I belong to God. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a place. Therefore I have a purpose. Therefore this day in this place, it's got meaning. God, God's got me here. Mm-hmm. He put me here. Like I'm, I'm here as his representative in this place today. I don't have to go somewhere else. I'm here today. Therefore, I can do this job to the best of my ability and love people. And when opportunities present themselves, speak of Jesus mm-hmm. in this place to people who nobody else is doing that here. So I guess I can do that here. You know? Yeah. Like I, I that's that's a beautiful way to live and so every one of us can employ that um in every one of our uh, in every place that we go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i uh uh i think we sometimes lose sight of that reality of how important like all of us are you know in a in a community like that's the other thing about you know (laughs) believing in god or knowing that god exists and that he's created you that you belong to him that you're his property is that um you know, it can be sometimes easy to feel like, oh, I'm not making a difference, or I'm not, I'm not impacting the world or people's lives, or yeah, I don't find purpose maybe in, in the thing I'm doing here. Um, but I don't think we always see the the larger ramifications of our existence. You know what I mean? Like that it actually it does. Every person does matter, and like a community, it's like in this in this family of God. Even you know, it seems Peter and Paul like we're all tied. Like everyone, everyone is bringing something to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul talks that way in terms of the body, and um, yeah, but yet tapping into this reality that, you know, I don't have to. That's not something I need to like fool myself into believing. You know, so that I, you know, that I have. It's like no, it's the reality. Like God has created you. He has placed you here. Like you, the fact that you exist is yeah, it kind of sends meaning into your existence yeah. because uh, yeah, if God doesn't do things by accidents right like accidental accidental existence is an evolutionary idea uh our existence is an intentional one yeah so yeah yeah and i mean there is that bigger too i mean like you say even even that notion of of sharing with others uh what we know 
as God's property or that other people are his property too. Um, I mean, that is kind of this other larger like story that's going on that we are a part of. Yeah. And it does give kind of incredible purpose yeah. to us more than maybe we're like, we can hold on to a lot of times, yeah. you know? Um, but like, well, just like all of our property, you know, like if we, have, if we have property that we care about, we cherish, we value it, you know? Oh, it's like the toys, I, the toy story, right? Yeah. There you go. That's nice because those things like live and move and breathe, you know? Yeah. Well, I was... Sorry, I don't want to No, 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 go. In Toy Story 4, uh-huh. I had it in my head because I, I was talking about like God's a, or a lot of times we feel like trash, but one, what's one that's oh, trash? Yeah, I, thought a forky. Trash. <laughs> I was I was thinking in my head it was about Toy Story 4 because, you know, Forky, it's like, I'm trash. It just you know? keeps happening. He's throwing himself, but we do, right? Yeah. A lot of times we do that too. We, we, mm-hmm. we think we're trash the world might think we're trash and we're just like ah right trash then yeah yeah and especially yeah i mean especially like if 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 our life is based in what our performance you know so it's like so if i'm not having a bad week at work i might feel like trash you know but man my identity's not in that you know your identity's in god uh you're not trash to him and that's the whole movie right yeah (laughs) yeah 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 exactly that's the whole point that's the whole point. I was thinking of, I mean, if you want to go all the way back to Toy Story 1. Uh, uh, I am a fan. Of Toy Story? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. It's great movies. <laughs> great movies. But Woody, at one point, uh, he's really lost himself. And uh, no, this is Toy Story 2. Sorry. Because he's, he's going to go get sold to the toy collector or whatever and go be in a museum. And that's not the, that's not the arc. That's not the purpose of a toy. Okay. The purpose of a toy is not to sit in a museum. Yeah, it's to be played with. Yeah. Right? Anyways. In the in the movie, at one point, he's got a he's got to wipe off what the artist guy came and covered over his boot, which was Andy's name, uh-huh. right? He's property of Andy, and that like totally reinvigorates his whole uh, purpose in life, you know? Yeah. He like re- yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like we got to do that too sometimes, you know? Rub the rub the rub the paint off our boots and see God's name on us and remember like well, yeah, and then your baptism, you're marked, yeah. Right. Marked as one redeemed mm-hmm. by Christ the crucified, purchased and won back mm-hmm. from sin, death, and the devil. You do have a mark upon you that God sees and that you should see in yourself too. That yeah. Oh no, I yeah, I I'm not my own. I was bought with a price. Right. Yeah. And how many people are there out there who are like we talked about earlier? This kind of aimless, you know, wandering. Yeah. Think life is just not really not fulfilling, not satisfying because there's no direction, no no sense of direction, and uh, you know how can we kind of step into people's lives and just do our little part in eroding that you know paint off the bottom of the shoe? You know, because yeah. that's the reality. We're all we're all gods, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a good word. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, I think you know we can we can wrap this one up for today. And do you want to give a give a quick tease? What's, mm. what's next week's? Good All word? right, the next week's word is adoption. Adoption. Yep. Right. Yep. So we'll be looking at God not as our owner, but as our Father. All right. So yeah, cool. It'll be good. Look forward to that that sermon coming up, and also to the conversation next week. All right, man. Thank you, and have a great day. You too, brother. <laughs>